Hey guys, it's Panda. We're doing something a little bit different and we're going to start doing some character focus episodes. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten about the manga short stories. My beautiful co-host was on vacation and I did not want to make her record while she was gone. So I'm going to be putting out, this is our first character focus episode with Gio and Yasha from MT Movement and we're naturally talking about Akio. And since this recording ended up being about three hours long, I'm going to cut it into two parts. So this is part one of our Akio episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Well, it's not goatsy, so I guess it's tasteful. And welcome to Imagine Me and Utena, a Revolutionary Girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda, I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host Alice. How are you doing, Alice? Doing pretty good. Today we are here with Yasha and Giovanna of Empty Movement, a, a Revolutionary Girl Utena fan website. And they are here to talk about episodes... 30 and 33 with us tonight, because although we have covered these episodes before technically in our watch through of the series, somehow they have convinced me to talk about Akio for the next two hours of my life. So, Gio and Yasha, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing pretty good. We're fine. We have alcohol. Yeah, we have booze, so we're good. <laughs> Excellent. Are you guys excited to talk about Akio? Oh my god, no. <laughs> Is it Tuesday? Uh, yeah. No, Wait, is it Tuesday? Saturday? <laughs> it's Wednesday. Yeah, no. Um, we have a lot of experience shrieking at these episodes, so I don't know. We don't take him seriously. You can't. If you take him seriously, yeah. you just get sad. Yeah, I'm not really sure at what point I was like, oh, we should just watch these episodes. I was mostly having kind of a sadistic, like, LOL, drag these poor youngsters through this shit again. <laughs> hey, um, don't call them youngsters, you ageist. <laughs> well, to be fair, Alice didn't get to talk about uh, at least one of these episodes yeah, with I us when we recorded the first time. So this is going to be an opportunity to get us all on the recording so that we can all talk about it. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. And so, right. now, now that we've done the introduction, I'm going to go to the bathroom so that I don't have to do this while we're recording. All right. <laughs> That's good. I this is going to be in the recording, but producer Jimmy will edit this out, or he'll leave it in, and I will edit it out later. Leave it in. I mean, Akio does, you know, kind of make you want to pee yourself sometimes. Don't ever say that to me. <laughs> oh wow! What? Sorry, I was. Be- I, that was me trying to be funny. I don't know if that came across. Or if I was just. <laughs> I think you were like too funny, too real. I can't remember what you're trying to fix my mic stand before I leave the room. <laughs> in my in my attempt to be funny, I also knocked over my mic stand because I'm a very good podcaster. We're getting some enthusiasm going yeah. here. I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess the reason I'm like always, yay, let's talk about Akio, is I feel like no matter how grossed out people are, they're more grossed out after they've talked to me for an hour about him. <laughs> you know, on a 
like, I get that because on the one hand, Akio is gross and I don't like to talk about him. On the other hand, I do feel like there is a lot there about Akio that we have not addressed because both of us have just been too disgusted to think about it. But you guys have been here for like 20 years so you can easily uh, move in and out of that space of feeling grossed out. Yeah, you, you yeah. All, y'all have the ironic distance that we are only beginning to achieve. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. All right, I'm taking my earphones off, so whatever is said in the next, like, five, five to ten <laughs> minutes will not be heard by me. So this is going to be secret audio that I get to hear when I'm editing. That's going to be fun. Excellent. Well, like like a, like a trash example, um... When you guys watch the episode where he mentions Ganymede, do you, how familiar are you with Ganymede? Very. Yeah. So that so was you know. super fucking gross, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly gross. Incredibly gross. <laughs> I posted gross. that in Discord and I was like, I didn't think of that. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, he's like, I like to bang children just like Zeus and Ganymede. Yeah. yeah. I- <sighs> Let's set a good uh. example there. Like it's, so you missed episode 33. I can't remember which one of these I didn't, I didn't do. Uh, you missed episode 33 because I listened to episode 33 and you weren't in it. There you go. <laughs> part of the reason I chose mm. these two. No, no, part Uh-oh. of the reason I chose these two in, instead of like other ones um, was these were the ones that had the most shrieking and the less talk, least talking. Yeah. <laughs> On yeah. the podcast. Yeah. So, so um, I felt I was least likely to be rehashing stuff you'd already discussed here. We because, might just be doubling the amount of shrieking. Yeah, we might too. just double the amount of shrieking. <laughs> because to be honest, these episodes, like we love them. We th- like episode thirty is Geo's favorite episode, mm-hmm. and it's skeezy and it's slimy and it's gross. But at the same time, holy shit, it's fun to bag on. <laughs> like you know, it was funny. We just, we started talking about like who fit, like what our favorite episodes were, and with exception to you, everyone chose an episode that doesn't have a duel in it. Because in a show where every single episode has a duel in it and it becomes this very predictable cycle, yeah. anytime there is a duel, suddenly you're you're very on edge because you know something important is happening. Yeah, well, I mean that's the point. It's of, the break you remember of a how cycle. I was talking about Ikuhara's pattern recognition yeah. and all of if that. If you break the pattern, it's very yeah. clear. He you sets did up that. the pattern and you get used to the pattern. And you realize the pattern is the norm, and then all of a sudden breaks the pattern, and then you're like, "Fuck, something's going on." Yeah. And that's very clever of him. So from the moment you can tell that there's no clear duel being set up in that episode, you're already like, oh God, this is not, this is not going to go well. And me, the special snowflake, had to pick one with a duel in it and break everybody. You did, you, know. you ruined I'm trying to think of what my favorite one would be. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Oh my God, it's so hard. The challenge we were put to is what is your favorite episode that, that does not, not have your favorite your character. favorite character? And I had to narrow it down to like the student council arc at that point. <laughs> but yeah, one that is not about in your case, like Miki. Yeah. Ooh. Um. I know it's hard. Yeah, it's Actually, hard. I think it might be a tie. No, twelve would definitely be up there. Twelve is good. Yep. 12 is very because good. 12 is the one where I ended up doing a whole bonus episode about how excited I was about Usuna being a perfect example of the whole weird 90s anime existentialism thing. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is still like really interesting to me. Wakaba Flourishing 20 was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. That's, that's, that's hard. I can't do that. <laughs> it, it is hard. It's hard. I, I went with Wakaba's Duel because honestly, that's. Aside from the ending, that's the one that consistently, actually even more than the ending, I think there's been once or twice that I didn't cry at the end. 
once or twice. But Wakabeth If you episode, listen to the episode that we recorded about the ending, Alice and I cried in the recording. Oh, yeah. I believe. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's it's heart wrenching if you go through all of this and then at the end that's what you get. <gasps> you just it. I no, think I think I'm it's not okay. I'm, I'm immune more by merit of that I've capped it and stuff. Yeah, she. So I've like poured okay. over every sequence and every shot in such a like detached medical sort of mm-hmm. way that it's hard for me to get. Yeah. Royal. I had seen it a couple of times, but when we watched it for the show, Alice had not seen it because I made her promise that she would not watch yeah, any of the finale before we recorded because I wanted to capture that raw emotion for the for for the internet. Yeah, and so yeah. Uh, we watched it together and she was watching it for the first time and it was very good and we cried yeah <laughs> and you, you yeah. can hear me you can hear me crying as i'm trying to narrate what's going on <laughs> i think we were yeah. actually doing that around the time that um the balance arc of uh adventure zone ended and yeah. so like in a weird way you were sort of like channeling griffin mcelroy i was trying to be the adventure zone and it, it kind of worked and i was just like crying my eyes out <laughs> oh well Why you know would you do this to me again yeah on the one hand like it, it it's always sucks and i know how it feels and and the ending is just so heart-wrenching and on the other hand i'm really glad that it was that intense for you i'm really glad that you had that kind of emotional reaction to it because it was, it was okay, okay. yeah like this honestly <laughs> yeah. this series does not let go of people if you if you're the kind of person that is going to have that really intense emotional reaction to it in ten years, you're gonna look us up and talk to us about it. <laughs> like it it won't let you go. <laughs> it's a small like I think it's a very small fandom like relative to like oh yeah it's tiny relative like oh my god we're very like intense <laughs> yes we're aggressively fans we're we're a um, fast moving cancer. I just wanted to mention like when Geo said she capped the um the final episodes you guys have been in the gallery and you've seen the screenshots of all of the series, right? Like you've, you've yeah. Okay. So I just want to highlight here that she hand picked every (laughs) single one of those (laughs) hand picked every single one of those. And not only that, but it was the old shitty DVD copy, so she had to clean them up too. Yeah, and that was like with old Photoshop. They yeah, didn't have a magic press X to fix button. Yeah, so that's like yeah. that took two years. I did that, and then literally about three months after I finished it, they announced that they were remastering the show, and I wanted to shoot myself. Yes. <laughs> oh no! That is the relationship I have with Ikuhara. Yes. yes. Honestly, if we ever met him, we just want to flip him off. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, would you get all, like, excited? No. Yeah, no. This, this man has been You're an like, agent of evil in my life. You're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> fuck you, and fuck your show. And Did you, uh, guys, did you guys see that Zara's, Sarah Zanmai is going to be gay dudes? Yeah, I, I heard about that. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, I guess, Alice, I meant to send this to you earlier, and I didn't. Um, apparently, Sarah Zanmai is going to be dudes. That are gay instead of ladies that are gay. Yeah, I'm kind of okay with that. I am a hundred. I'm like a thousand percent okay with that because I'm real seeing Ikuhara put lesbians on the screen in everything he does. It's time for the dudes to have a turn. Guys, get used to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm glad that he's branching out. (laughs) (laughs) 
to be fair, he's already done the glorifying gay dude thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, that's, well, I don't know. It's kind of hard to beat a magic stripping camera. Yeah. Wait, hold on. What are you referring to? I'm, uh, I'm not. Isn't that episode 34? Oh, okay. Or the gayest I, camera. I thought you meant like another series of. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. At, Oda, at Odafest, when we were on the panel, some people came just to watch the last episodes of the series, not having watched any Anything. of the rest of it. So they were entirely, oh, huh. entirely unprepared for the level of crazy that was going there, there on. There were several comments to the effect of, is the whole show this rapey? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is, I'm like, yeah. They're like, even the animals at the very end are rapey. And I'm like, like yeah. Yeah, yeah they are. are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the reactions to the camera. You remember that one scene where they're like Toga and Sainji and Akio are all on the cars and posing. Whenever the camera flashes, their clothes yes. fly open. Yeah. 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 Yeah, your yeah. reactions to that scene were pretty fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, real quick. Okay, we are we are gonna actually start the yes. watching of this episode in a second, but I just wanted to bring up one tiny point that I thought of earlier. Was I was reading Anthe's Malice, and you guys, or I guess it was Geo who wrote it. Um, yes. You said that like the you you mentioned uh, Anthe's malice towards Naname being one of the more subtle versions of her malice. I actually, like, for me, that was where I started to see Anthe's, like, malicious feelings when I, like, made the connection between, like, her and what was happening with happening with Naname and, like, Naname's episodes because, like, it's not a direct link, but, like, it felt like it was there and I was just, I don't know. I thought it was interesting that you, you said that it was one of the more subtle versions of Anthony's malice when it was like the yeah. one that actually sort of brought to my attention, the idea that Anthony was malicious. I think honestly, at the time that was written because of the way that Anthony was perceived, there was no connection made. Okay. Between, like, because you remember when when this was written, and, and I'm speaking for Geo here, but she doesn't remember, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't remember writing this or what was going on. So, um, but I, I, from what I know of the fandom and how it developed in the time that it was made in, again, Anthe's Malice was written as a reaction to Anthe being perceived as this passive, powerless character. Yeah, totally. So think about how that scene in that fandom nobody's going to draw a connection between Anthe and what's happening to Nanami because they don't believe anything's happening with Anthe in the first place. They don't think that Anthe is doing anything. So, yeah, in, betwe- in between when we last recorded and now, I've been thinking a lot about, like, I think the, the term is woobification. Yeah. The woobification of Anthe. Well, that's a title. Oh, shit. Spe- speaking of terms. Speaking of terms. Yeah. Um, this is relevant to this episode because we've been accused of leather pantsing Akio and Toga. I don't know what that means. You're going to have to explain it to me. Leather pantsing. It doesn't have to, hold on. Does it have to do with uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series? No, actually, it started with Harry Potter. Potter. That's fine. I just, I was thinking of a, a song from Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series. Continue yeah. with your explanation because I don't know what leather pantsing means. So... It started with Harry Potter, and the oh, wow. the original thing was Draco in leather pants, which was 
taking that villainous character and making them super sexy and like really a good person under that and like excusing all of their bad qualities. I mean, isn't of- that what the show is trying to do to Akio? Type of standing. Yeah, it is a type of standing. I don't think the show was trying to do that to Akio so I, much. I was, was, was kind of joking, but... <laughs> the show I've, wants you honestly, to think I've, he's hot, but grotesquely hot. Yeah. Like, you're not supposed to actually really like it. I've actually heard people argue, though, that the show kind of glorifies Akio, so... Uh, uh. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I, like on on like I guess I could see how someone could take that, but like they would have to only want that. Like they would if I could see how somebody could take that opinion if they hadn't finished the series. I guess. Yeah, yeah basically, if they didn't pay attention to about half the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah I could see how they could get there certainly, but yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that as like a. It's the same thing with the woobification of Anthe. You have to like voluntarily miss half of the things she does in order to see her as a good and pure and true passive feminine. Honestly, you know, like, I think it's it may be a little easier to miss when it comes to Anthe because show yeah, Anthe so. is a little more yeah. subtle than uh, Akio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, a little bit, just a just little, a little, little bit. bit. So we were we were accused of leather pantsing Akio and Toga, which is you know, um, sexifying them and making them into the really a good person inside, and yeah, I, I really need excusing to their to bad qualities Akio. and all that. And I'm like, you have never paid attention to a thing I have said, have you? Sexifying, Ever. yes. All of their actions <laughs> being good, no. So, look, I don't. As far as no, sex, it's okay. Advice, you can you can admit here in this space. No, uh, to be honest, I think the show does a fine job of that all on its own. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but I was about to say. <laughs> like, I mean, it, you don't really need to. Like, I mean, Akio is trying his hardest yeah. to do that same himself. With Toga. Like, yeah, really. I mean, with all the clothes flying open everywhere, do I really have to work that hard <laughs> to make them? <laughs> What, okay. what would you do at that point yeah, to make I know. it worse? What I are you going to do? I mean, like, like how do you one up what they've you know already what, you done? You know what? The, the only thing that you could, the only thing that we could possibly do at that point, unless is he's like swinging his get jacket over fucking, his head or something. No, no. Uh, the only thing we could possibly do is get some dick cleavage going on. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's it. That's the only thing. That's, that's the a, only thing. Hey, we see Toga's. Cool. We <laughs> see Toga's pubes in the art. I'm sorry. If you've never seen this, it's fucking hilarious. But his pubes are actually in some of the art from the show. Oh my god. <laughs> I, why am I not surprised? I know, right? Garbage. So accusing me of sexifying Toga somehow is like, so what are you even doing? I'm not saying <laughs> like, that you're sexifying Toga more than the show does. <laughs> it's just like, have been accused of leather pantsing them, and I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I, was, I, I, like, would, I would rolling look at that laughing. Oh, yeah. I, I, would, ch- I checked that out. Oh, yeah. Big time. If someone wants to draw that. <laughs> well, we did get goth Miki. We, we did. did. We did get a, a goth edit no, of Miki. No, we did not. That did not occur. <laughs> <laughs> no. A hundred percent. That was a thing that we, we, so, we, we, we resigned to the Shadow Realm. So, so for this for this one, our request is Akio with dick cleavage. Oh yeah, somebody do that for us. I am not. I would <laughs> like to be on the record. I am not requesting this. 
Before uh, we start the episode, I would like to be on the record saying that dick cleavage is one of the worst phrases I've ever heard in my life. I know! Isn't you went terrible? to a Christian college. Certainly you heard worse. I mean, they did They did call the the um, basement of the men's dorm Sodom and Gomorrah. So. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I feel like they really missed a whole, like... Old, like additional set of great symbols and garbage not having that be a catholic school a tory academy of the catholic school mm. like that would be pretty uh like that that's the thing. only thing i could think of that would make everything you know, in the is, show you know worse. what this is just you smashing your accio thing into your priests and confessional booths thing. absolutely there <laughs> <laughs> we go all right, let's watch this yeah, episode. Let's, 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 watch this, let's watch this fucking episode. <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to skip the intro because the yeah, intro we'll, is good. We'll e- intro. Even if the music is off, the intro is yeah. still good to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we're watching first episode 30, The Barefoot oh, Girl. Man, we're watching a silent subbed version that is available on YouTube by way of Nozomi Entertainment because they are amazing and have put the entire series yeah. subbed on YouTube for your enjoyment. I know yeah, that is honestly, a remaster too. Honestly, that's that's, that's a huge, huge, like <laughs> awesome thing for them to do. And in terms of sales, that probably helps them more than not. Oh, yeah, we we've because... tried to talk about it as much as we can on the podcast. That like we watch this by the good graces of Nozomi Entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't I can't express again how thankful I am for all of the things that they've done over the years. Like they've been so good to us as a fandom. It's just way above and beyond what I would ever expect from a company. But anyway, we were going to talk about the intro here. Sayonji's crying. Sayonji's crying. That's because Sayonji's a little bitch. Yes, he is. The men do more crying in the show than the women do. Yes, they do. Those horses. Okay, we saw those horses when we were at the exhibition. We saw that. That was another thing I wanted to ask you guys about last episode, but I felt like we were just like talking for a million years. I wanted to ask you about the, the horses that were in the exhibition. They were supposed to be part of the ending, but that was like way early in the conceiving of the show. That's yeah. a dick. That is a dick. The clock, the oh, clock tower. The clock tower. Yep. Oh, hey, it's our hero, Tatsuya. My fucking guy. favorite. Oh my god, fuck it, that guy. See, like, so hard. that is the sleaziest shit in this episode. Yeah. That. Yeah, Tatsuya. I lied about saying it was my first kiss so I could bang a chick. Fuck you, man. Yeah, yeah Tatsuya seriously. sucks. Wakaba's the best. He does. It really she sucks. does not deserve that. It shit. really sucks that he's presented as like, and I truly believe that back then th- that was the enlightened view. You know what I mean? I get like, that. Kind of was- so, so she's like, "Oh, was that my first kiss?" And like, you flash back, and he's kissing her eye, but when she's reminiscing about it, she's touching her lips, like she's already sexualized a memory that had no. Sex. Oh my god! Now I'm just picturing At the all. Corinthian. Yeah. From from fucking yeah. Sandman with the mouths for eyes, Mister Licky Lick, Mister Licky Lick. Okay, but the decoration. We want to make the extra. cake someday. We want to make the cake someday. Yeah. Okay, I have to say, as someone who was born in Louisiana, the whole like it's so strange to find a guy who can cook thing is really weird to me because know, in Louisiana, right? it's guys, it's it, men who are like fanatical about their cooking to the point of like getting in fist fights over. Yeah, you can do anything, can't you, Akio? 
Look, Wakaba's thirsty, all right? Wakaba's thirsty, and I judge her for it as much as I love her. I'm Wakaba in this whole thing. Yep. She's thirsty and getting (sighs) getting nothing. Uh, But but, but you know what's terrible about this? The sickest thing about this is Wakaba right now has a completely healthy reaction to him. Yes. Like... Like, she doesn't know that him. Is, He's just kind of a, a, you know, hot dude that's there kind of thing. And she's like, I'm hey, gonna- I have a quick question for you guys. Yeah. Let's pause it for a sec. Okay. <laughs> what What is what is it that is holding Akio's hair in a ponytail? Do you, do you think that it's like a, like a scrunchie or? Okay, here. Um, it's like a was- metal no, 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 I, I, I got a thing. Styrofoam. And no, I felt is- like one of you would have an answer to this. No, this isn't a real answer, but this is what pod- I mean, it doesn't have to be a real answer. <laughs> Anything can be canon on our podcast. But, like, this is what pops into my head every single time I see that fucking thing is, have either of you read Neuromancer? Oh, God. Y- yeah. I am aware of the fact that Neuromancer of exists. Of course. Okay. So, so Alice, do you remember that at the very end when um, Molly Millions uh, fucking is going out to to whoop ass and all of that, and she gets beat down, and they put her hands in this ball of stuff or something it's that storing like, the rest of his hair re- that like reacts to yes. if she struggles, it gets tighter and tighter. That's what I always think of when I see the ball on Akio's hair. That's what I think he's, of. He's, I mean, the rest of his hair has to go somewhere. I, so. I think it's a storage facility for the rest of his and, hair. And his hair, if his hair struggles, it just gets tighter and, and tighter, tighter around the ponytail. Wow. There we go. I mean, I just, I just assumed that he kept like his hair up by trap. sheer force of will and horniness. <laughs> Just like by sheer will, like the, it was a byproduct of him controlling him. Yeah, sheer raw power. Yeah, well, I, yeah. yeah, no, I um, I just think of the end of Neuromancer every time, every single time I see <laughs> okay. that. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. So anyway, I think that Wakaba actually is having a healthy reaction to Akio. Are we pausing for no, this? No, we still? can keep going. Okay. And, like, that's kind of sick because it's already kind of lulling you into false sense of security. Yeah. Because she doesn't seriously think she's going to have sex with him or anything like that. Well, the, she realizes it's the way she, fun fantasy. Yeah. The way that she looks at, like, Anthea gets all sad look and just, like, oh. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Oh, my God, this bitch. I'm saying this for your own good. Oh, my God. Cinnabons is such a bitch. And this is the asshole that was hitting on jury before. I paused again. What a hero. Because we got to explain. The the counselor has gained the nickname Cinnabuns because of of her hair. Her hair looks like cinnamon bun. Okay. So there we go. But yeah, so Cinnabuns is just doing her job. All right. Cinnabuns is one of my favorite characters because yes. she shows up in the first episode and she's yes. like, Oh, to the Tenjo! I can't <laughs> believe you're wearing that uniform! Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy's yep. a sleazebag. I hate that guy. Mm. The way that he phrases that is just creepy. And then like, that side eye that Utena gives is one of my favorite looks from the series. Yeah, he's extremely unimpressed oh. with his shit. Oh, and here's Akio. Who apparently doesn't actually interact with the rest of the staff, even though he's the chairman, and that would be his role. But, I mean, it's it's a Tory. Since when has Akio cared about roles assigned to him? I'm just saying, if you think Akio does anything other than sit and (laughs) jerk off in his office, like, 
looking at <laughs> on his 90s laptop. Like, that's all he does. It's real meaning. Literally, the only thing Akio does is prey on the students that go to the school. That's his only job. That's what he yeah, does. This guy is literally sweating. <laughs> yes, yep. Like, dude. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I think this was supposed to, I think we were supposed to act that way around the other guests at Odafest. Yeah, no. No. Wait. <laughs> were we the vice principal or were we supposed to be Akio? Uh, we were Akio, but we were supposed oh. to be the vice principal, I yeah. think. <laughs> We can talk about that later, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I want to hear about Odafest. Oh, for sure. good. It was so good. It was so good. So much it's, fun. It's, isn't it so convenient that the person that writes the rules says when to break them? Yes. That's the position I want to be in. Yeah. Same. I mean, like doesn't everybody like, want to be in that position? Here's the rules and when it's best to subvert them. Yes. <laughs> Silly girl. I didn't really need you. Uh, uh, the layers of uh, meeting. Uh, I love when they do the silhouette thing. I do it's, too. It's, so, it's cool. so nice. But I also do not understand how he's making this connection, except, you know. Strong and noble. Just like me. Because I also wear a bo- boy's <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Let's have sex. That's really as far as I can take that. Uh, I feel like asking for Akio to make sense is asking a bit too much oh for god. this. Oh my god, yes. Akio just said, oh my god. He do you remember in the in the musical yes. where Tomodachi was like code for Yeah. Him? Akio just said that Utena was his very special friend. I don't know Tomo- whether he yeah. used Tomodachi, he but okay, if he uses Tomodachi, you know what? That it's should like just be like a Tomodachi signal for we're going to fuck in this series. <laughs> it really yeah. should. You're my best friend. That that that, that means token signed you hot mess. Oh yeah. <laughs> Big time. I mean Tomodachi Anyway, I mean, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. Okay, let's go. (laughs) Listen, it is the position of this podcast that Toga and Seonji fuck. Agreed. Um, I know a lot of people who agree with you. I do, sort of. You're like walking away from an explosion. That is like the walking away from an explosion thing. Yeah, Akio's definitely. You have to respect him more in some way. I mean, bad props. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Utena. Oh, shit. Sorry, I just remembered the goatsy joke that I made when she takes off, <laughs> yeah, she takes yeah. off her ring. You know what's really oh, oh Two my out of God. ten, no ring. Uta, you have been seeing his car in the arena every fucking week. Okay, 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 okay. We got to talk about this, so I'm pausing right, it. Right, like, right, right. The car thing. How she's like, oh, I've been seeing it around. That honestly makes me feel like Utena is in a kind of altered state when she's in the arena. She yes, was- I was just thinking that. Yeah. yeah. Or your because, perception of what you're seeing is altered. Yeah, like, or, or that you don't necessarily believe everything that's happening or something. Because, that or she's so intensely deep in what she's doing as far as the jewel that she's not noticing yeah, what's going on Maybe she's her. not even noticing the cars, but there's there's really something like she should Sinister be, she about should her be not reacting very strongly to that car and she's not. Well, she like has this scratching her head like she's on the edge of figuring yeah. out something, but it won't come back to her. Like, yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's like, what is actually going on when they duel? What what do they remember of it? What do they we have, like? We have the advantage of being able to see outside of their perspective, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of stuff in in Utsa that you, you kind of sit there as like it doesn't make sense if you understand it as literally happening physically in front of them. Yeah, yeah. But if you and it's sort it, of like a Greek chorus kind of thing where it's not literally physically happening right there. It suddenly makes a lot more sense. Yeah, but absolutely. But the lines are so blurred that it's hard to 
tell what is going on for real and what is not going on for real. You know and what I mean? mean? As far yeah. as that, like, this is a really good way to establish that because you, we mm. haven't really addressed in the show that kind of confusion state, but this very explicitly mm. gets across that someone who should have recognized the cars doesn't. Except on like a subconscious yeah. level. She, it's like itching at the back of her head. Yeah. She never gets there. And that's very relevant given how many of them she's seen by now. I know. Right. Like, and I mean, of I mean, course, or you can do the she's in denial and doesn't want to piece together that these two things fair. are related. That's, that's fair. Also that's, that. There's I mean, that. You can do that too. But, but like, I don't. it's just, I, it's not so much that I'm not subscribing to the, the idea that not all of these things are literally happening. Mm. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But to me, the, the fascination is where is that line and why is that, how is that justified within the text? Mm. Like what, what crosses the line? Like, I mean, obviously, because the forest has a gate, then that would be kind of like the the, the little symbolic. Yeah, the symbolic boundary for us. I and mean, it, them. it is literally so, like. I mean, it's kind of literally underhill. Like, there's literally mm-hmm. hill. It's like literally the liminal boundary between you know. Actually, um, I you guys may not know this, but Otori is shaped like a Japanese tomb. No, you're fucking. You're fucking. I did not know this. It's called a not fucking. Yeah, K O F U N. Yeah, and yeah, it's a kind of burial site from I can't remember the period. Yeah, it's in the analysis section I wrote about it at some point. Yeah, Yeah. but but yeah, like it's it's a graveyard. (laughs) I was right. So there's that bomb. Is is like purgatory. I was right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah I it is absolutely, like that reading. absolutely. Like, it's I, like I a beautiful like, prison. Yeah, the mm-hmm. only reason I don't use that reading is because it goes into the whole Akio is Lucifer thing, and that's such a jerk off <laughs> piece of pile of crap that I don't like to. Bring. I know, right? Like, like he's such a fucking idiot. Like, that like, is serious, such garbage. Like, oh, I'm the devil. Yeah, yeah whatever, right. Boss. Fuck you. That's we nice. just uh, we just recently, or at least I did. Alice wasn't able to make it to the recording, but we talked about Volume Four of the manga, and that's where he like, uh, talks yeah. to Utena about like being the devil and stuff, and like yeah. he, that's what I was referencing when I said that Otori is a beautiful tomb. Is like that's what yeah. he says about Otori is that it's like a beautiful coffin or something because yeah. yeah. Akio yeah. is such a fucking jerk off yeah yeah uh, and uh, in in the manga because it's constructed so differently it's uh, it makes a little more sense there but it takes all his fangs out in the effort to make sense mm-hmm. i mean like that's like i just don't find you know, him a compelling character in the manga but again chio saito had to struggle so hard yeah. to even get what she did into the manga like um, I don't know whether yeah. we mentioned this we should, before. Did we mention this before? We talked a lot about Chiho Saito and like yeah. her struggles with the manga yeah, in the last recording so, we so did. I don't need to go over all that no, again. Yeah, but, so I feel mm. like Defanged Akio is kind of a part of that. But at the same time, like the the manga is so explicit about it and it's more reliable almost in the manga like you actually can believe that he is lucifer or that he is something like that well the the manga has it feels like it's more concrete in its ability to answer things the the anime is extremely open-ended perhaps to a fault Uh uh-huh and but the thing is when akio says that oh i'm like lucifer here 
immediately our reaction is fuck you that's bullshit (laughs) (laughs) like okay that is that is exactly the line you would feed a 14 year old girl yeah i mean that's yeah yeah like to be fair like that is not the conversation you would have with like a 30 year old i'm just saying no it's wait what's it no come sit sit a little closer i want i want to make sure the mic is picking you up properly is it okay (laughs) but anyway anyway yeah, let's go on because uh, we can derail all anyway, day about anyways, this. <laughs> this asshole fingering his car. Okay, give me one sec. I'm yeah, sorry. we we haven't even gotten to the next episode. <laughs> that's a clip show for the rest of the season. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. But like, see, like to me, this is like poor Wakaba is just totally normal here. Like, it's not unusual to have a crush on the people that are like the, like the staff and things like that, and he's certainly not the worst thing to be attracted to. I like, mean. As a viewer, you know, like, no, no, don't go near that. But to her, she's, it's like, ah, this is a fun fantasy. And, you know, I have terrible taste in men, so let's roll with it. And he's, and he's, he's, he's charming to her. And all she knows about him is he's charming. And the fact that he doesn't take advantage is just even more creepy because it means he's playing the long game. Because I'm sure he could take advantage, but no, no, no. We're going to use this to set up Utena so that she's in a sense of security and thinks it's safe to be in the car alone with him because it was safe for Walkabout to be alone in the car with him. What makes him so compelling a villain to me is that Akio can control his own villainy to achieve a better goal. Yeah. It's scarier when someone can choose to like choose their battlefield. Yeah. He yeah, has, absolutely. He has restraint. But he, he does have the advantage in he literally creates the battlefield. Yeah. Like, I mean, he so, has every advantage. So the fact that he's as scary as he is, is like, well, fucking duh. Yeah. But but at the same time, like, yeah, he's he's very restrained. <laughs> I love the bye-bye oh, thing. Oh, it's so, like... <laughs> my ex-girlfriend and I used to refer to Akio as Lavender Mullet Buck. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. I was I like it. I'd heard that phrase either in the podcast or I'd seen it typed or something. And I'm like, that sounds like mm-hmm. I yeah, that that came from me. I definitely call Akio lavender, lavender mullet fuck. You know what? Uh, I have news for you. You're an Akio fan now. Mm, I don't know about that. Sorry, no, she gave him she a nickname. No, she she gave him a nickname. Him nearly enough. Oh yeah, you need to you need to shit on him more a little bit. Like, I, I haven't it. had the time to ruminate. Like I mean, I just used okay. to do names based off the rat tail. <laughs> so you know what's kind of creepy? This whole episode totally reads like if you watched like I don't know how much anime from like this time period you watched, but this is like the typical like slice of life schoolgirl episode in a typical slice of life schoolgirl mm. anime. Yeah. That made fucking creepy. Yeah. But it's all Absolutely like, ooh, creepy. dates, and ooh, the hot guys, ooh, the dudes. Yeah, and I know. And then you're like, ugh. And then you're like, stop. oh my god, that hot mess that's coming I, on. I'm ugh. gonna puke. Yep. And I, come on, Utena, <laughs> how did you really, how is this so hard to parse out? I know. Like, One of my favorite scenes from uh, volume four of the manga is when Anthe straight up asks Utena, and she's like, are you in love with my brother? And Utena's like, no, the only one I love is the prince who gave me this ring. And Anthe has this look on her face, and I don't know what Chiho Saito was going for, but the look on her face is like, girl. You need to catch up. That's probably what she was going for, to be honest. You really need to catch up. What would Utena have, like, gone in the car as easily if she hadn't seen Waka at first? No, no. She she would she would have hesitated. There would more. have been a little bit definitely more would have, about it. it. Honestly, 
the the whole thing with Wakaba was dispelling guys. dispelling his sexuality. Yeah, that's what that was about. Like, oh, he's not a threat because exactly you know, he didn't do this. So exactly. why would he do that? Listen, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the other road and say that I think that she probably still would have gone because. This whole time, she's been like goo goo eyes over Akio. Like, well, she's also even very- if she didn't really trust him, like, I feel like mm-hmm. she still probably would have gone with him. But would but she, she have been quite as unguarded about it? She definitely yeah. wouldn't have been as unguarded. I just think, like, yeah. if we're yeah, asking whether or not she would have gone, I think she still would have gone, probably. I'm not so sure about that, but I mean, there's definitely room the, for interpretation there. Way. Like, uh-huh. definitely. Please I, tell me like, I love like, Utana, but like I just oh, feel like she's very susceptible okay. right now. Okay. No, what are we not, talking about the mini smirk? We're not talking about the mini because smirk. I, I like you want to talk. Okay, you okay. can talk about the mini smirk, <laughs> but I'm going to pause this to talk about the fact that this is framed exactly like the ends of the world summon. Oh yeah, no, I love yes. it. I love yeah. it. I'm, I'm just expressing my appreciation for that. Well, they use like that front is. car of the shot and then yeah, his hand exactly. doing the stick shift yeah. and stuff. And it's just, it's so yeah, great. It's so, it's so wonderful. I love it. Okay, now you can talk about the mini smirk. Oh, yeah, he smirks right at the end and I didn't know this until literally like five years ago because my copies of the Phantoms were built so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but he like has like this little tiny smirk like right at the end of the shot and it's like, yeah, this is fucking evil. Because he's great. <laughs> evil. Yeah. Well, the same thing happens with I didn't realize he keeps his eyes open when they kiss until much later. Yeah. Oh, I actually, that was one of, that, that stuck out to me when I first saw it was that he kept. Oh, yeah, but the thing him. is, she she couldn't, the, the quality was so shitty that she couldn't yeah. see that. That's fair. That's fair. I was watching it like, I was watching it like three or four years ago. So like. Yeah. Yeah. So when she was first watching it. was a dark it, time. Okay. So. The big reveal in episode 33 was just basically a brown blur. Yeah. As far really as she was to... concerned, she had like no, no idea what was going on. I had to like piece that out. This this picture was my desktop at work for about five years. I know. And my old and job. It was, a, it was and a good desktop. Well, nobody knew who the fuck it was. So nobody gave this. Someone was like, is that like Pokemon? Yeah, it is. It's like Pokemon. Definitely. It's animes. It's like, yeah, it is. Boss. The Otori STDs. Got to catch them all. By the way, this was the job where I did most of the gallery work on. I had Photoshop installed in a ghost folder and it could hide it from the taskbar. Mm-hmm. And I would just work on the website while I was at work all day. Yep. My work ethic is not very good. <laughs> okay, one more one more other thing. I'm not going to talk about the manga the whole time, but, like, in the manga, this scene where he picks uh, Utena up, he tells Anthe and Utena to switch places, which yeah. is a really good bit of foreshadowing that I really yeah. appreciated yeah. on Saito's part. Yeah, I, I did like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think about it until we recorded the episode about the manga, that volume, and then uh, Alice couldn't make it, but I had, uh, you, you guys know Abby, I, I assume, yeah, she's yeah, in your yeah, Discord. Yeah. I had Abby as my fill-in co-host for that episode, and she pointed out that uh, he says Anthe and Uchina switch places, and I was like, dude, you just blew my mind. <laughs> I t- but I don't know that that would work for the series. No, definitely, that- it's much better as a manga panel than it is. Like, yeah. I feel like the I feel like the series does what it does in the best way that it does. Like, 
Yeah. Like I, I was kind of, I was, I've, I've been negative on the manga. I mentioned this in a previous, in the previous episode that we recorded, but I've been kind of negative on the manga, but I've come around recently as I've read it more. And after like talking to you guys about like Saito's mm-hmm. struggle with like publishers and whatnot, I've kind of come around on the manga's take like the manga, on the events the of the series. You got to forgive a lot of the manga because it yeah. wasn't some. It wasn't something that she had as much control over. Yeah, and like, Ikahara could basically, like, just shit on a piece of, like, oh cell God, paper like, and people be like, okay, that's our series yeah. now. So, at, no, at the time, he didn't have that reputation yet. Oh, really? But he, okay. Yeah. Yo's got a thing to say about this. Well, like, and it, it's brought up in, like, the for Jessica Estres and a few other interviews and stuff like that, where he basically says, you know... I convinced the the people that were like my investors that I was going to make this anime and I showed them all these storyboards of like the really early stuff before it was Utena and when it looked more like, you know, ye old fantasy kind of thing. Yeah, okay. But he sold the show that way. And he actually, what he was selling actually looked a lot closer to that Ursula's Kiss thing. And that's why Ursula's Kiss exists. Is I, based watched, on- um, I watched a, a Did You Know anime video about uh, Utena and it had some of the... Uh, like the production art from like quote unquote early Utena in it. It's it's spicy. But he sold this to his investors basically and when he brought it to investors after the fact, they're like, What the fuck is this? Because he basically just made whatever he wanted once he had the money and ran off with it and these investors were all super pissed at it. Yeah. <laughs> the investors didn't get to stare at every single thing he did. Whereas with Saito, every issue that got published still got looked at before it could go through. Yeah. So she was like immediately beholden to higher forces where he got to like sneak around the back and make his crazy ass anime. Okay. I get you. I get you. So, so, and Ursula's kiss was mentioned here. If you haven't seen it, I did a big write up with all of the materials that we had. (laughs) One time, I don't remember what episode we talked about this in, but I know we've talked about it because I know that I read Alice, all the character names. Oh, so like, um, like Ren and and all of them. Like, you actually saw my Tumblr post on them. Yeah, no? like, yeah. Like, I like when I was just looking up random Utena stuff. Like, while we were doing like the uh, initial section of the show where we just watched the anime, I like happened across the fact that it was almost localized as Ursula's kiss. So I was like, I need to know more about this. So then I read more about it and I ended up like just from, uh, I don't even remember the website for the, for the company that was going to be distributing or whatever. They still had that up. So like, I just read Alice, like the character names and I told her about how there was supposed to be like a tuxedo mask character or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I've so. got some more info for you, I think. Please, oh, I I yeah. accept any new info, even if it's info that I've already heard before. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. actually still got production art from the exhibit that I definitely Yeah, we've got... Of. What um, I did was I anyway. went through and I collected all of the art that we could find of the development of Utina and wrote a big, long thing identifying characters. Some people translated some stuff on it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I think I saw some of that. And, uh, yeah, let's go on with the episode. It's oh, really good, on. basically. Yeah, no, it's 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 amazing. There's, like, Ursula's- proto-jury. Uh, yeah. Proto-lots of characters. 
My yeah. favorite is still Rook Roga. Oh god. Oh my not. god. Ugh. Let's not. <laughs> okay. okay. This I, whole episode I've, is let's not. I've sprained my ankle like 20,000 times, and I have never, ever, ever thought about sex after. I just want to die and take 20 Percocets and go to bed. I don't care who the hell is in the car with me. Mm-hmm. It must be like nice to be young and energetic. I don't know. Also, no. LOL. So, if you can't tell, I feel guilty about this, says Utena. Let's spontaneously bring up Kanai for no reason. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, whatever, anyway. Yep. Like, every time she starts to feel guilty or uncomfortable with what's going on, she brings up Kanai, and it never, ever works. I know. Oh, no, it's coming. Uh, what is his foot thing? He doesn't have a foot okay. thing. Totally no, no, does. no. He, he has a totally coming. Does, though. It's literally happening in front of you. Okay, okay. Ah! Okay, we gotta stop. We gotta stop. Okay, okay. We gotta stop. It's not a foot thing. It's an approaching from below thing. Okay. That's okay, fair. that's fair. He still has a foot thing. We'll get that point. There are few ways to make someone more uncomfortable than to approach them from below. There's approaching them from above, and he does that a few seconds later. But approaching from below feels so much more sneaky and like you're going to let them, and it's uncomfortable, and it's reminiscent of the prince's pose. Mm-hmm. So, because, you know... Prince's pose, marriage, all of these things involve someone being below you. And he's on one knee. And he's on one knee. Like, the, all of that symbolism and all of that is very evocative of everything he's not doing right then. Yeah. But is not going to parse that out at the moment. She's freaking out. Someone's below her. Someone's looking up at her and he's on his knees and he's taking her shoe off. And it's like... Yeah. It's just... Akio, he, you're you're such a piece of shit. Yeah, he there's not a lot more he could do to completely disarm her at that point. Yeah, no, like that's that's very unnerving. Like the situation that she's in, if you like mentally put yourself in the situation of something. I mean, look, I don't even like getting pedicures, so like I'm totally yeah. here already. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's a very intimate, like yeah, you position. I like people touching my feet, so like mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Uh, and the the thing is, the thing to note about it is that he's consciously doing this. Yeah, like he's it's not consciously because consciously- yeah. he's a I shit. Think he has a foot fetish. Like I think it's funny to joke Monster. about that. So I yeah. totally do. Like, but- like the foot fetish thing is just yeah, like, whatever. haha, whatever. That's not. I don't really think that's a thing. I think it's more just he's trying to evoke that sense of vulnerability and that yeah. like all of the baggage that comes along with being on one He's fucking with her because he fucks with everybody. That's what Akio does. That's his whole purpose in life is to fuck with people. And like to add insult to injury, he then like strokes her foot when it's an injured foot. Like it's like, like it's basically like saying I'm okay with touching what hurts for you and you are too. Which is messed up. Yeah. 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 And I feel like with that, we can continue the episode. Yes! yes. <laughs> Not to cut you guys off, I just felt like that was a really good segue into the rest yeah. of the episode. Yeah. It's, it's just messed up, is what it is. Yep, that that it sure yep. is. Yep, that, that, that sure is. Oh, good luck, sweetie. You're just, why bother now? Wait, did they skip the line? No. No. Oh, jeez. That lie, though. No, he says that right at the end before he's... No, he did just say it. I saw it in the subtitles. Well, yeah, but, like, the whole, like, I'll carry you on my back or in my arms thing is at the end. Yeah, we're just alike. This is exactly the same thing. We're not so different, you and I. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're so full of shit. And there he goes. 
He's like See? literally slithering towards you. You know what? Like so the, this reminds me of that Jaws poster I made, except <laughs> his shark was colored like Akio and with Akio yeah. hair. I haven't it, seen that, but mood. It, it's a shitty MS paint, but uh, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I love go. it. Uh, and he fucking he does it in front of Anthony because he's a fucking oh, piece yeah, of no. shit garbage human. Oh. Well, he yeah, wants to make sure terrible. Anthony stops thinking he has any look possessive look right that, to answer. Like, yeah. He wants to fuck with Utana. He wants to fuck with Anthony because he's yeah. a garbage human. I love that yes. spooky uh, Anthony but, though with the okay. shiny uh, okay. with the shiny glasses. Oh yeah, well Anthony's also a garbage She's human. She's scary so, as fuck. Yeah. To be fair, Akio is not in a position to be unprotective of his relationship with Anthony. So while he's not making the best decisions as far as how, he has the right idea in that he should not be letting those two get much closer than they already are. He yeah. just doesn't know how to not do that. Yeah. So I just him. like Anthony more than I do Akio, <laughs> so I'm more willing to forgive her being garbage. I'm willing to admit it's, that. It's, I mean, it's it, it makes a lot of sense because he's deli- I mean, it's very deliberately trying to isolate both of them from everyone else, but also from each other. Absolutely. From- yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, divide and conquer, right? He's basically doing uh, the same thing Toga is. Yeah, but he's better at it. Oh, of course he's better at it. Of course. But- but he's basically- well, I mean, Toka's just trying to be Akio, like, the whole time. You know what I find really impressive? That Toga managed to pull off as much as he did at 17, whereas Akio he's is, like, like 4, thousands of years old and is doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, to me, that's impressive. He's the Roman Empire problem, too, though. Yeah, he's so yeah. he's so used to everything that yeah, yeah, yeah. he's become no, like lazy I'm and not very keen on kind of accounting what for he's that. Doing. Kind of accounting for that. This is but the most still, heterosexual bed. A seventeen-year-old oh, kid being able to it, it is, but also like the scene of them like laying down yeah. together is also gives me feels. I love it. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. Yeah. I wonder why. I wonder and why. And when they, like, grab each other's hands. Uh, not in this <laughs> scene. I just meant in general. <laughs> no, 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 Alice, no. you fuck. I'm not going to read what happened in the chat just say now. Just say it. Just say it. I saw what you said. Just say it. Alice, confess your sin. <laughs> well, under the rest. Has it occurred to anyone else that the bed is weirdly shaped like a six and a nine? <laughs> You know who I bet that occurred to? These two bitches on our call right here. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course it did. (laughs) I've made that joke Of course it did. And, and you know what? I think that's entirely, um, I think that's entirely intentional. I do think it is. I believe that. It does add kind of an air of sexuality to what's going on, even though it's never. Yes, there are two moons. There's two moons. Yeah. Akio, way back in, what is it, episode like 14 or so, 15, establishes himself as being representative of the moon. So these are like the two moons that Utena and Anthe see relative no, no, to no, each no, other. No, 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 Well, there are, two, there are two moons, so I'm assuming this is somewhere in like Sometimes it's, uh, it's like <laughs> brothers. Sometimes it's uh, small and of little concern, but you look up at it and feel I think you're. I think you're mistranslating that. I do. Because okay. I, I feel like it was Anthe. He's like, the moon is like a sibling. Sometimes it's it's small and of little concern, but you can look up at it and it's comforting. He's not putting himself in that place. He's then putting why would there be two moments in that place. place. Oh, maybe. Because Anthony and Newton are the same. I would have to go back to check, but yeah. I'm like fairly sure it's referential. Also, me. do you anyway. know how long it took me to figure out that the shit outside the window should not be happening? 
literally like 10 years. Ten years, <laughs> 10 years, I went going, yes, these planets hanging out directly outside their window are completely fine. That's exactly what would happen. That's what I see when I look out my window. Like, what the fuck? I, mean, I can't there's a, believe There's that. a lot of love you can't control. That's kind of a defining feature of it. But yeah, by all means, basically imply permission for her to keep going, because that's what you're doing, Anthony. But you know that. Mm-hmm. But you know that. I, I just, I, th- I love the the composition of every time that they are in yes. that bed. Oh, it's so because it's just, it's so good. Yeah. Also, these sequences are also perfect. Yes. I, it's, Toga and Akio are some of my favorite sequences because they're such a fucking garbage fire. I know. Disgusting trash. I know. God. Like, like you two have the worst And here's, here's Toga just being like, I don't care. I totally don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't love I don't, her anyway. I, yeah. She's just a bitch. Whatever. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, he's like, I will divulge a little bit of vulnerability so that you're, like, distracted from the actual vulnerability and I'm just like, hello, well, whatever, baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're so I cute. know, but it's so funny watching it's, them try to play each other. Yeah, and, and it's... Toga uh, catches on more than Akio thinks he does and Akio definitely catches on more than Toga thinks he does. And it's just, like, it's just funny watching them. Like... I really, I really love... Toga is actually... I, I'm not gonna lie... As far as interesting character to talk about, Toga is actually one of my favorites. Oh, he's oh, so 100%. good to talk about. He's I, so I good to Toga, talk about. Toga and Sionji, there's so much to talk about. He's so contradictory, and he's so, like, there's so many layers to everything he does. It's just, like, you know, and so many layers that he's not even conscious of. I think it's it, just fun. It's it, fun to talk about. It bears him. pointing out that for the Genki High School romance thingy mabobber, she is not reacting as someone that is healthily in love with somebody else. Like, she's literally acting like oh, hey, she's, like... Oh, we get like, to see Mrs. Otori! I was literally about to say, oh, we get to see Mommy Dearest. Watch Kanai's sequence of her of her arms. Yeah. Watch first, her body yeah, now, now she's got a hand on her hip. Yeah. And now she's gonna cross her arms. Like, she's just getting increasingly irate with this see? whole thing. Like, ooh, she's yeah. mad. Yep. She's, she's so pissed. mad. She's pissed. She doesn't even know what she's pissed about, and she's pissed. Yep. I think yeah, we pissed? we I, talked about. I guess uh, partially it's because I don't remember her tone of voice, but she looks more just uncomfortable. We talked about in uh, when we recorded the Black Rose art for the first time about how like Kane is the only person who calls out Anthe on being like totally creepy. Yeah, she can tell, like, yeah, on more of a level than I think most people are willing. But then again, I kind of understands what's going okay. on on a subconscious but, level. But is she seeing more of Anthe? Because Anthe definitely particularly dislikes her. Mm-hmm. And I well, mean, this pro- was just as as a viewer, like, it's the first time that we hear anyone else in the show acknowledge the fact that, oh, Anthe has kind of a creepy smile. True. Yeah, true. Yeah, and so and that was that was our big thing when we talked about like the first con, like the the first episode of the Black Rose Kane art, or like first Black Rose episode Kane. Like we talked about yeah. like how she's the first person to acknowledge that Anthe's kind of creepy, whereas like everyone else in the series kind of acts like she's just behaving like a normal person. Or like this this episode is. Watching this episode, it's weird to me that because you you guys have talked about the sort of the woobification of Anthe and like the fact that Anthe could have malicious intent was how could you not weird. see that? I'm like, yeah, that was what I thought when you guys first told me. I about thought this. that the, well, I, I was thinking that like the second episode when and this was so yeah. vicious. Yeah. As far as Kanaya goes, um, 
Didn't you screenshot it at one point? You actually discussed this somewhere Probably. and you posted it. Probably. But she's anyway. got the screenshots of Kanai getting a in, in, of, yeah. in within the sequence. Yeah. Uh, crossing your arms can sometimes signal being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she had her hip, like her hand on her hip beforehand, that's an aggressive signal. That's not uncomfortable. That's, that's that. Fuck well, you. it's funny. She gets at, she is more and more angry. And then there's her and her mother in the shot. But then right away, she's out of the shot. Like, yeah. she gets yeah. angry and nobody fucking cares. It becomes totally irrelevant that exactly. she exists. Exactly. And it becomes clear that whoever, like, whatever power dynamic exists here, she's not part of it. His job is to keep this one happy, not that one. Not, yeah. He's so, got to keep Mrs. Otori happy. Well, he does. I'm sure. <laughs> well, we'll see that. Thankfully, not in detail. That is that is either giant uh, hands or small cognac glass. Fuck. Yeah, no. Actually, I think he's it drinking it. It's in. It's a wine glass. It might be a wine glass. But you he's can just holding it wrong. You can drink cognac out of a fucker. wine glass. All right. Yeah, but do you fill it that high? With I'm no. pretty <laughs> sure he just has ginormous yaoi hands. He does have Fair. ginormous yaoi hands, but like, and, and this is like the biggest pile of shit because she knows it's not got anything to do with Kenai. Mm-hmm. Like that is the most empty threat, but it's all she has. Yeah. Yeah, you you are sure. Oh my God, shut the fuck up with that nonsense. <laughs> that that nonsense is creepy when you keep in mind he decides ah, where there's comments. No. Oh my God, oh my God, we gotta talk about the perfume. Oh we gotta talk about the perfume. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, the Oculus perfume smells like dish soap. What? Oculus <laughs> perfume. Okay, no, I got this down. Okay. Okay. So you know like they did that line of perfumes, right, last year? Yeah. yeah. One when I finally got it, I took like one whiff of it and I wanted to shoot myself in the face because it comes out like pine salt and napalm and evil and like joy dish soap, joy like dish a lemon soap. and all of that. You kind of shit. I feel like, like evil is a requisite smell for an Akio scent. You know, toxic, and you yeah. can't possibly breathe around. If you're going to make a scent based on the devil, it should be more Milton's devil than. The, I know, right? Like, okay, but, but so but so I sprayed this, so I wore it because I'm like, fuck this, I'm gonna wear it. So I wore it, and it smells terrible, like just the lemoniest worst shit for about half. Yeah, an like hour. the most like mass appealy bullshit. Yeah. I smell like your dish soap. But over therefore, time, I'm the musk in it starts to come out, and it starts to smell way more like sex. And I'm like, yeah, that is the perfume Kanai would pick, in that she's never been around him for more than half an hour to smell what it dries down to. My yeah. mom has. Oh yeah, really? Like it's just this like really weird, creepy. Like yeah, that is the perfume she would pick, not knowing what it turns into. Exactly. <laughs> Sad trombone but, noises. But yeah, it's actually pretty good. It is actually like, pretty good. We bitch about it, and but also it's this is just good. the worst shit. Yeah, I know. You know what? God, Akio is terrible. You know what? Sorry. I mean, I... Oh, pause, pause. Whoa, you got whoa, some whoa, spicy whoa, 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 whoa. shit about this though. What? What about? What about the, it? The, come on. The, you said you read stuff in the thing. Oh, well, yeah. Aikido basically says that she's the one poisoning him. Yeah, she's the one poisoning her behest. husband at Akio's behest. Like, like basically, yeah, I, I read that on the internet. Yeah, I but that is actually that. a thing confirmed by Aikido. It, it so. makes me like her more. Yes, actually. I love her. She's I mean, like, you would. I, I Look, I I think this is. I'm gonna take female show. power wherever I can find it. Okay, <laughs> I'm okay with this scene. Yeah, this I know you're okay, okay with for this me. scene. Okay, are you guys absolutely sure that there's not a? <laughs> I was just about to say that. 
You know okay. what? I'm Are just we gonna say one hundred percent sure? Okay, okay, okay. That's but okay. no, think about how you feel when people are touching your feet. Okay. How weirdly kind of uncomfortable it is. And how it makes you feel kind of vulnerable because if your socks are off, they're touching your skin. And that's that's not really a place that people touch very often. It's kind of like, eee. Fair. I just want to make fun of you guys by way of making fun of Akio having a foot thing. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying. <laughs> Actually, I totally am saying. He totally does. Nothing you could do could convince me. I will, I will roll with that. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they're not. Like, I get what you're saying. In fact, like, I agree. It's just that, yeah. you know, they're not mutually exclusive. Oh, and, and that's what I've done. Like, I don't believe he does, but I totally, like, have, like, the headcanon as a foot fetish, and I'm yep. fine with that. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? We've I actually, okay, with that. okay. So we have actually had discussions about what Akio's boundaries during sex would be, and we're coming up with wow, like, color me shocked. Yeah, yeah. But we're coming up with like He would have boundaries? Would would Akio have sex with somebody if they were in diapers? Uh, <laughs> okay. Can I go back in time to before you ever said those words to me? Okay, I won't I won't go any further there. with that. But still, but still. That is a thing we've talked That's about. That's not how a projector works from that era, by the way. No. Oh, explain nerds. Uh, uh, you know, okay. Okay. You gotta, you gotta so, science at them now. No, because I can explain it in episode 33 when it becomes okay. obvious. All right. All right. That's yeah, fine. we have to make it to episode 33. <laughs> we're we're almost there. See, we've like, only got two minutes all left. Like, like like mad jealous now. <laughs> yep. I'm definitely walking by this. I know you are. I don't get shit. I, I don't know. get anything. Nothing ever works my way. I keep a hot guy hostage in my room and I still don't get what I Look, want. We could have kept Leon hostage in our room. We could have. We, we could have clobbered him on the head and dragged him upstairs. Yeah. Listen, this will go on the internet, so anything you don't want oh, to be known. Look, okay. We so- would tie up and clobber Leon Chiro on the head. Yeah, because he was at dinner with us, and he spent, like, half the dinner flirting with us and then realized that we were married to each other and immediately stopped, which I thought was actually very great. Oh, that's cute. Um, Yeah. He's a cosplayer, and he is super, super, super in shape and super cute and Italian and just, yeah. He's like... Oh, my God. I just saw pictures. Can we take a break? No. No, I need to smoke. What? I need to smoke. We need to... I need to smoke. Mink, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Fuck all you. Yeah, I wish I could go. Did you guys see those necklaces that were the rose crest with uh, Anthe and Utna like swirling around it? No. Uh, yes. Yes, I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah. I wanted to get one of those, but I was not able to secure anybody uh, in the area that could get me one. So. I, I, why did you ask Sweetie, us? I think I can get you one. I didn't know you guys at the time. Well, no, so they're not. still around. So okay. Still around. okay. Are you talking about the one that's got like the kind of uh, pink glass around it and then it's the swirling around yeah. picture? I think I can hook you up with that. Okay, we'll talk about that later. We can talk about that later, but yeah, I think definitely still- I'm very interested in this because I did want to get one of those because I spend too much money on anime merchandise. I'm sure that's not something that you guys know anything about. First world problems. Honestly, like, because Utena is the only one I'm in, like, we really pay much attention to, we were safe from this until the 20th anniversary, and now it's this, like, unholy deluge of merch. I have more attention. I'm a Sailor Moon fan, so I've been oh, dealing God. with this for, for a little bit now. I'm so sorry for your loss of money. <laughs> Me too. I, 
But I mean, like, I've gotten more Utena merch in the last two years than I've literally gotten my entire life. Yeah, I mean, so. like, I definitely have noticed a an influx of their not being anything, and then suddenly there being a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Because right when um, I got into it, there wasn't very much there for Utena, but now that, like, I'm doing a podcast about it, suddenly there's so much merch, and I feel contractually obligated to at least look into right? the, these things. Absolutely. Like, and the funny thing is, like, what surprises me is that the merch is high quality. Like, it's nice stuff. Like... That does make me happy. It's like heavy metals and like the the gold lot like the gold chain thing is fucking gold. Like it's it's nice stuff that's worth actually getting. And what I actually really love about it is a lot of it's not branded. Like aside from a rose crest, it doesn't say Revolutionary Girl Utina on it. So I can just like walk around and people think I've got like a Michael Kors <laughs> purse or something, and I'm like, you know, flying dumbass Utina fan shit. And unless you know what it is, it's just a neat design someone picked up in a mall somewhere. And I kind of like that. Yeah. I it's... love tasteful anime <laughs> merchandise. Yeah. Makes like, me I don't feel like less of an, uh, like an <laughs> adult child when I buy it. Exactly. It, it, it serves my conscience as far as looking like an idiot. I, I very much like that. Like I, I wouldn't want to walk around like, you know, with a triforce on my bag or something where someone's like, yep, there's a nerd. I feel incredibly shamed right now because one of my favorite shirts literally is just the Nerve logo. That's fine. Honestly, I don't think I don't. I'm not going to say Evangelion is pervasive enough, like in the West, that unless like if you're not a fan or you're not an anime at all, I don't think anyone would know what that is. Unless I was like a picture of Shinji, but if it's just the Nerve logo, I don't think that would necessarily. I agree. I, had, I think that like there one. are certain facets of like. Evangelion iconography that you can get away with people not realizing is like an anime thing. Yeah, like if you've got a shirt with a big robot on it, then I would say sorry, you've you've outed yourself. But the Nerve logo on its own, because I had that shirt too, so I'm very protective of this. <laughs> and then my mother's boyfriend stole it, and that was the end. No! Of it. no, how terrible! It yeah, it was. I was very angry. I was very angry, but um. No, I, I like that a lot of it's unbranded and it's like decent quality. I, I, I still, I'm still somewhat gratified that Utena is not popular enough. I don't think to justify a remake. Thank fucking god. Yeah, I don't want like, one. I look, don't. I feel like I feel like I would welcome if Saito wanted to do a remake of the manga, but like the series, nah. Like just, yeah, I'm like stay up, stay away. Just let it be, dog. Yeah, there's like, there's literally nothing I can think of that they would do differently that wouldn't backfire. Terribly. I mean, there is a part of me that wants to see it, but it's also the part of me that like really, really genuinely enjoys Con Air. Yeah, that's, there's that. I mean, like, I I thought to myself for a brief moment, man, I'm really glad that this probably won't be a candidate for live action. And then I remember that the musical exists and the musical's great. The musical's amazing. And and honestly, at this point, make more of the musical. I swear to God, I will sell Eleanor on the street to go. (laughs) Outside smoke. She doesn't know I said that. But. I, I absolutely will go again because it's worth seeing live compared to the video. But but there's part of me that is like excited and fucking horrified. Like, what are they going to do with Akio? Oh yeah, 
what are they honestly i think they should have him in a black rose one they should probably just cut him out entirely from one that's yeah i mean like as far as black rose goes i feel like you don't really need akio for that setup and you can just introduce him like exactly in the next arc for like a two-hour musical that's supposed to cover all that content, Akio becomes... Yeah, like, he's kind of extraneous. You've got a lot to focus on, and, like, he really doesn't factor in there. Like, yeah. like he's and there, show- but he's not there. He's there to, like, lull you into a sense of, this is scary and bad, and I don't know what's going on like, with it. And it's these- Honestly, like, I feel and- like you could even still have the Kane stuff and not even have Akio there, like, oh, just yeah. talk about, like her, like, struggle or whatever with her feelings about Akio and Anthe or whatever. But you don't even need to have him there for that. Oh, heavens no. He's, he, and, but even so, even if they did that, and even if they, like, if they made a Black Rose arc one, I would say there's a good chance they're going to keep going, which means eventually they would have to contend with musical Akio. I mean, I feel like introducing him in the next arc is at least the way to go. Yeah, I'm just, I, uh... I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to trust them, but I also don't want to know. Akio has not been treated very well in literally every iteration but the series. That's fair. I, I mean, and he doesn't deserve to be treated well, so that's fine. 